This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, put on something that's just not you because it's picture day. Plus, Biz is forever in blue jeans, Teresa is the sleep president, and we talk to Maura Ahrens Mealy and her new book, Hiding in the Bathroom, an introvert's roadmap to getting out there when you'd rather stay home. Woo! <laughs> Woo! 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 Teresa! Yeah. I gotta say, one more time. Yeah. We have a live show in Brooklyn. Is this our last like, time of saying no, it? No, I think we have one we more have time, one more to, time say to say it, it. next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. October 14th in Brooklyn at the Bell House, seven o'clock the show, doors at six. Apparently, apparently, one bad mother meet up at four o'clock at the bar. Gonna <laughs> be a boozy that's show. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. And I've just found out. How many the, drinks what, is that? Uh, several. Yeah. I don't know. How many moms and dads without their <laughs> children can you put in your bar? How many drinks can moms and dads? <laughs> Is Drink. there like a Fitbit for that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> that counts that up as it goes. <laughs> and it turns out after our show, it's a dance party at the venue. Ooh. Oh, my God. I might stay and dance, guys. Yeah, that sounds fun. I kind of mm-hmm. might get my, my 90s dancing on. It's themed. Okay. So that's happening. Go to OneBadMotherPodcast.com. Live, Live shows. shows. Boom. Click on it. Get your tickets. Teresa, how yep. are you? I am really a little bit of a wreck this morning. Hmm. (laughs) I'm just like that feeling where kind of your nerves are shot. Mm. I think it's because like coming off the weekend, it's that thing where like as your baby gets older, see if you can remember this or maybe you've like happily, happily like forgotten this part. But like as your baby gets older and their their naps become more like defined or like sometimes there's only two now and like so they become more important now like yeah, do you know what I mean down. yeah the naps like the naps yeah, like not so, the baby the not the baby baby's baby important. important from day one but the naps become the more naps, critical yeah like it's like if a ma- if a nap gets messed up or bedtime gets messed up like it's kind of more of a big deal to me now yes. than it was six months ago when he was a newborn he could just like make up for it later right. or whatever and so what's happening is surprise I have two older children who are so goddamn loud they're so loud and both of them they're so loud i mean oscar like oscar can't control the volume of his voice and he just talks really loudly every time he talks he has that thing that like little kids have that like whatever it's like uh biological i guess it's like to help them survive in the wild find me in the woods i'm talking about legos yes it's so loud like he's so loud and he can't help it right like it's i'm constantly like oscar you're screaming. You're screaming, Oscar. <laughs> Can you talk lower? Can you talk in your regular, quiet, inside Oscar voice? Inside I mean, us. it's like a thousand times a day. And then Grace will be like going along just fine. She totally gets it, totally gets it, totally gets it. And then, oops, totally forgets because yeah. she gets excited about right. something and starts screaming or jumping, yeah. like stomping. Oh, we have hardwood floors and the thumping and the thumping. And like every, our main living space is right outside the room where the baby sleeps. Yeah. And, and it's, so it's, it's that. And then, my dogs, oh. my dogs, my dogs are, they're, they, they're 
loud. Yeah. They're so loud. They are I don't loud. know how else to say it. Like, they're, they're there's so no other loud. way to say it. They bark and they're so loud and they're so annoying and it's out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I can't predict it all the time. It's like it just happens. And so I feel like and like Jesse when he's there, he's like great. He'll help me with he'll back me up as far as like keeping the kids quiet or whatever but like it's not as visceral for him like right. it's not like in him like yeah. I'm like if that baby wakes up then like I'm, I'm, I'm murder the one everybody that has to deal yeah. with this yeah. and like you know if that baby wakes up yes that's that, this, yes. that thank you that's the way it is it is visceral it's deep inside yes. and it's the thing that when you're talking to anybody else who may be coming or going or involved in the life of you or that child and you start talking about naps right it's why Parents seem crazy, and people yeah, make fun people of parents seem crazy. in there. Like, like that's a big deal. But it is. It's like if it's such a that big deal. Baby, yeah, wakes up. Yeah, yeah. Like our mailman, yeah. he like a mail carrier. He pulls up, mm. and he's so loud. He drives really fast and loud. And then sometimes we don't have a doorbell, which is purposeful, right? Because if you people were ringing the doorbell, yeah. the dogs would be barking yes. all day long. I can't deal with it. So instead, what he does is he will lean over the fence and just yell, "Mailman!" Oh, like f- really loud. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I got a delivery. Yeah. And he'll go like, and he'll go like, oh, it just like I'll come in. Like I'm like. Can you just toss it over the fence? Because sometimes the baby's napping, whatever. And he's like, "Oh, well, I saw you in there." Yeah. I was like, "Well, so yeah, the baby, you saw me in there because I live there." Yeah, <laughs> I'm in there because I'm living yeah. my life. I don't necessarily need to do this, and because yeah. then, then I have to go out there yeah. to get the mail. The dogs are inside yeah. barking. barking. I can't bring them outside with me because they'll try to bite the mailman. Yeah, I'm so sorry. This is my life. It, it's all like around if the that clock. Baby wakes up. Yes, but yeah. and he does. That's of the thing. He does. It's a, it's not like this isn't some like mystical like Baby, I'm worrying through. about something yeah. that like is not probably actually going to happen. It right. totally fucking happens. Yeah. Like mo- like at least once a day. I personally believe that even if it only happens once, that's fucking sure. enough. Yeah. I genuinely believe yes. that's enough. Yes. I I, I just, I'm not saying there's anything like wrong overall with no. this situation other than my body yeah. like my body <laughs> is like Ugh. is like on fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh. i'm not i'm not breathing well <laughs> you know like <laughs> i just i'm so sorry thank you that's i do remember well i had crammed that down but with uttering the words if that baby wakes up just brought it all yeah. surging back sure oh, I'm so thank sorry. you thank you oh, how well, you're are welcome. you I'm actually, guys, Stefan's still traveling. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if it's just like week two or second trip and a short uh-huh. time. I'm actually doing all right, guys. Nice. I'm actually doing amazing. Okay. And what brought me really great joy in the last 24 hours? Uh, we record on Mondays. Uh, Sunday, uh, I just was like, I have nothing planned for the kids. And it's too, that's too much to not have for a whole day. I don't do well on weekends mm-hmm. with the kids. So I was like, you know what? We're pass holders at Disneyland. I'm going to, we're going to go to Disneyland. We're going to get up there, mm-hmm. up at the crack of dawn. We'll get there when the gates open, do some stuff, come home. And that all went really great. So fun. The night before we went, Ellis had wanted to, the, for me to download the song, Just Like Fire by Pink, <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's what my three-year-old wants to hear. And mm-hmm. I'm, I support that. I support playing whatever fucking music my kids want to hear in the car. To get from A to B. Oh, definitely. I'm that team. Oh, yeah. I also recently just heard uh, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Mm. Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bah, bah, 
Ba. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I love that song. I'm going to go download some Neil Diamond for myself. Yeah. So I download the greatest hits. We get in the car. Uh, we play Just Like Fire. Uh, that's great. And I put on Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, uh, which Katie Bell had heard once before. And usually a song ends and then the kids ask for another song. They don't. And then the next Neil Diamond song plays, mm. Crackling Rosie, get on board. Anyway, the next song, nothing. Forever in blue jeans, babe. Anyway, so then I say, and we, I mean, we even go through like, coming to America today. I mean, like, guys, I, hey, I forgot how much I love Neil Diamond. I am like giggling. Neil Diamond makes me giggle uh-huh. like I'm apparently five. I am like giggling and like Broadway singing in the car. The kids do not ask to change the music the mm-hmm. entire 18 song album. Mm-hmm. Got song, song, blue. I mean, even that one, even that. Mm-hmm. It's bringing me so much joy. They want to hear it all the way back home. And then several hours later, the kids are in the bathtub and I'm cleaning up. And I'm like, I'm having such a good time with Neil Diamond. I'm going to put on Neil Diamond in the den while I'm cleaning up after dinner. And on comes Forever in Blue Jeans. And I'm kind of rocking out to that. And I hear from the bathroom, Katie Bell yells out, are you playing Forever in Blue Jeans? Play it in here. And I was like, I don't know why this is making me so happy. I felt like I was on drugs. I was That's just amazing. like the joy part of the drugs. Like I yeah. just was like, so I came and busted it out. And there, and I just was like, this, <laughs> it's just, it's brought me all the joy in the world for some reason. That's beautiful. It really, it's great. It is. Speaking of beautiful, let's put on our best smiles and talk about Picture Day. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. <laughs> Teresa! <laughs> Picture day, mm-hmm. the day at school mm-hmm. where they take your picture. Oh, yeah. Professionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's start by going back in time. And t- I mean, I guess I can't imagine anybody doesn't know what picture day is. I mean, do we need to like picture day? They even have they it like your in, picture at school. Yeah. And you get yeah. like a package of pictures. It, yeah. One of them winds up in the yearbook. You if, get a, if your parents are buying pictures. Yeah. If your parents, your are parents buy, might yeah. not buy pictures. Oh, yeah. And then you get the one class picture. You get I think. The, right? No, no. You got to buy. I think you get the class for picture. free. I think everybody gets the class picture. I don't know Maybe not. Do. I don't know. So. Because we always get suckered into buying a package. Oh, yeah. Memories. We'll get into that. We get the smallest Right, yes. Okay. Don't, don't ruin the show. Okay. We'll get to right. what we order. We have a okay. whole section dedicated to okay. the what do you order. Okay. All right. Go back to when you were a child. What are your memories of picture day? Do you have memories of picture oh, day? Oh, totally. Okay. Okay. What were you? Were you the, like, did you dress up? What did you do? I did. I really liked picture day. Okay. Um, I always had this image in my mind of how I was going to look this year. <laughs> like, I always, and I, I think it was always, like, I always, I was one of those little girls who, like, always wanted to look like a teenager. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I always, I just, like, <laughs> always Katie thought, thought teenagers looked really cool. Right. And, like, I was going to look, like, really grown up and cool this year. Like, I think every year I <laughs> thought that and I always had this like plan of like which favorite shirt I was gonna wear 
And, like, the pictures never turned out, like, to look the way I, like, imagined in my mind's eye they were going to look. And I remember this one year, I think it must have been second grade, my aunt and her boyfriend were living with us for a little while, and my aunt offered to put my hair in a French braid for picture day. And that was, like, you know, so elegant. And, like, I loved having my hair French braided. And so I was like, (laughs) yes, of course. And I was, like, so excited about having my hair French braided for picture day. And then what ended up happening was like you know my hair wasn't like super long so you know how like what sometimes happens with french braids is that like a little, little piece spring, a strand sprung, just like oh, sort yeah, of the one strand. comes down on one side and then comes down on the other oh. side like your hair just wasn't long enough right. in front to make it all the way back into the braid and like really stay there all day yeah and so like it what ended up happening was not only in the picture could you not see that my hair was french braided which like should have been obvious right because you're picture it's not your profile it's not from the back of your head the picture is just the front of your face so like (laughs) nobody can see the beautiful french braid but like I was a second grader so like I didn't really put that together like nobody's gonna be able to see my beautiful french braid in this picture (laughs) it just looks like my hair is back and I have these two weird chunks hanging down like in front of my ears like almost like you know, like Hasidic Jew curls. Right, yeah. Like, um, yes, I know. Like, it was, I mean, not that I was, like, connecting it with that at the no, time. but, but that's just to that describe it looked, the image. It looked, it did not look. Like. It, it was a perfect example of, like, it did not look how <laughs> I expected I was going to look in this picture. And I was so disappointed. Oh, my gosh. Please, please, we have to both post one of our pictures. Oh, yeah, that's a good on, idea. But we're going to clearly yeah. have a thread of school pictures, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So... Did your, well, here, I'm going to ask you this before yeah. I go into my thing. Were yeah. your parents, like, into school pictures? Was it important for them that you had, like, a nice picture? No. They didn't care? No. no okay. I mean, like, I think they were, like, gen- like generally supportive. Like, oh, cute, fun, right. it's picture day. But, like, it wasn't it wasn't something we were, like, super on top of. Okay. They, right. I think their approach is very similar to what my approach right. is today <laughs> with my kids. To school today? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I was the kid who always had something a little wacky. A little uh-huh. wacky. I had, like, maybe it was... A pin that, like, like Aww. I remember I had a Halloween pumpkin pin, and when you pulled it, you know, something popped out. And, or, like, or like I always had, like, a pin mm-hmm. or something wacky mm-hmm. somewhere on me mm-hmm. and a horrible haircut. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, guys. I had really bad short haircuts. Was your hair, like, was it bad at the time or was it just bad no, now to sure you looking bad back I'm pretty sure it was okay. very specifically okay. at the time. Okay. <laughs> it was not good. Uh I think I, too, was responsible for how I looked going in. Mm. And I just have to give a shout out to my parents who, whether they realized it or not, just, like, let me do that. Yeah. There's a good chance yeah. they just didn't even know it was picture day. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I can remember my mom being like, of course you can wear that pen if that's what you want to wear. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, that's not her t- tone. She doesn't sound like, where the fuck, whatever you want to wear. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. But she didn't. She let me express myself in the school pictures. Boy, guys, did I express myself. Aww. I also think... That's like, the best. Like, I, mean, I, know, I know, I know, I know. But like you were saying, you wanted to look like a teenager. Yeah. Whatever I was going for, I always look <laughs> like some 40-year-old. I always <laughs> some like 1980s style, Annette Benning and like American Beauty Aww. 40s like woman. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, 
all right, now you have children. Yeah. And picture day, which to yeah. me, I felt started really early with the preschools. And yeah, and way like, earlier now. Do we I, didn't have that when we were kids, right? Why do I want a school right? picture? Yeah. But I guess they do it for the class picture because our class pictures in preschool yeah. are made up of Let's individual get real. pictures. They do it because parents will we'll buy, buy them. It. Yeah. That's yeah. why they do it. I would have to say, so, so let, before we get into the buying, because yeah. that's what this is all about, Yeah. are you, how do you approach What's your thought on them now? I mean, do you, do you, was there a day? Like, I know for sure, like, when I realized it was, like, a first picture day, uh-huh. I was like, oh, it's picture day. Yeah. I'll send you to school looking like you. Yeah. And then, like, got the picture. I, as soon as I went to pick my kid up, I could yeah. tell they'd brushed Katie Bell's hair. Oh, and I was like, well, this isn't what you yeah. left to school looking I like. Know. What's that about? I know. The first year that Oscar was in preschool, I sent him to school in this cute little, like, button down. Yeah. And at school, for some reason, before his picture was taken, they put a red T-shirt on underneath his button-down. What? So then in the picture, you could see his red T-shirt under the button-down. It was so weird. It was is. Yeah, it was like, maybe stop. they thought we'll it was derail. cold or something. Yeah, I was yeah. so, I mean, I... I'm always the first person to say his teachers do an amazing job. I have no, like, I'm sure there was, like, a reason for it. But it was so weird because, like, it was picture day and I had, like, chosen the outfit. I'm not sure it's the teachers sometimes because, again, I don't think it's the teacher who's combing, like, Ellis's hair that year because I happen Uh to be wandering by. Well, I don't think the photographer is changing a two-year-old before. No, not You're right. Maybe not clothes, but, like, there's a lot of manhandling that I've discovered with the kids where I'm like, that's not what you look like when you went to school. And I know that you didn't do that. They do it with Katie Bell a lot because she's got the crazy hair. It's a little less so now that she's getting older, but especially, like, kinder and first, I was like, what is happening? I know. Why are you? Why are you touching her like hair and well, stuff? Well, they're like trying to help them. I look know. Nice. I'm sure yeah. the other side of this is yeah. the thousands of calls they get the yeah. next day. Well, they're like, like, you didn't wipe my kid's nose. Yeah, my like, kid looks like. Fuck? Why aren't you yeah. dressing my kid? Yeah, yeah. So are you? Do you? Are you like whatever you want to wear? It's picture day. Are you even aware it's picture day? Mm. Uh, are you like? Does do one of you do? Je- does Jesse care more? Do the kids care more? Like who is? picture day mm. important to in your house that's a good question Thank i you. think Thanks. i think it's it's like 10 questions i it think is. you're basically saying like what's going on in your house i think that it is gradually changing as the kids are getting older mm. um i think that like originally um you know for preschool pictures it was totally up to me and or Jesse right. like to like figure out something cute for them to wear and they were usually pretty cool with whatever yeah. but now they've gotten older and they have their own opinions opinions and that's great and that's fine and i'm very very low key about it like i basically i like the idea that it captures their the way that they look that year yeah. and their personality. Like, I, I don't need it to look, quote unquote, good. Like, right. I just need, <laughs> I want it to look like my yeah. kid and, like, be, and, like, I want them to look, like, somewhat happy. Yeah. Like, if it's, like, a little bit sad, then that's kind of funny. Oh, but I, it's yeah, not, yeah. But it's not, like, something I'm going to be able to, like, <laughs> use. Right. But I think, like, more recently, like, for example, recently, you know, we have picture day coming up at the elementary school and they had to move the day or something and grace overheard something about that and she went picture day i don't want to take i don't want to do picture day and i was like what why don't you you don't and she's like no and i was like really no well 
okay, but like you can pick out like your favorite dress yeah. or your favorite shirt. Like you can wear. And she went, <gasps> and like it dawned on her, like, uh, oh, I can like dress up. And yeah. so then she was like, oh, I'm going to wear this and I'm going to wear this. And yeah. then she's like, and then I'm going to wear 10 bows. And then I'm going to wear 100 necklaces. And then I'm going to wear all these earrings. <laughs> and I'm going to add, I'm going to put every single bow that I have on yes. my head. And it got so out of, like at first I was like, oh, good, I'm turning this around. And then it got so out of control. Like her like scheming to like basically like put everything that she right. owns on her body that yeah. I was like we'll talk about that yes, on yeah, yeah and so nice. I'm I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm being honest about the fact that once we get closer to the day just so that like she doesn't like get targeted as like a laughing stock because she has 20 bows on right. her head I will probably try to talk her down from that let's get a down to bit. let's get down to 13 bows Grace <laughs> like, 13 I strategically mean, placed bows yeah like I'm I'm totally like again I'm all for her personality yeah. and I want her to express herself like creatively right. the way that feels good to her but I also like don't <laughs> I like I I, know. I also want to help her I get basically it. succeed I get it. I in know. this. Okay. I get so it. that's that's, that's where so I'm funny. At. Yeah, no, I always forget it's picture day. Oh yeah. Because I don't can happen. I, I honestly I'm not a person who because we're gonna get into like what do you do with the pictures yeah. later. I don't I it doesn't it's not important to me. Mm-hmm. I want I'm also team. I want my kids to look like they look. Yeah. So if they just go in as themselves, yes. it's going to look like yes. them. Yes. Yeah. But that, of course, is not the case for Katie Bell, who, mm. like Grace, really has opinions of what she wants to wear. Mm-hmm. Usually none of it's seasonally appropriate for where we're oh, going. Right, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, that dress is going to be so hot. Right. And our still 100-degree weather. Yeah. We just had it. And I, I was in the uh, school office that morning. I already dropped Katie Bell off. And her teacher says... Oh, did you dress Katie Bell up all fancy uh-huh. for the picture day? And I, to me, that's one of those trigger things for yeah, me where yeah, I'm like, yeah, again, yeah. nothing in mean or unintentional yeah. out of this teacher who I love so much. Yeah. But I was like, no. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. And <laughs> yeah. my idea, of, have you not gotten from me yet that my idea of dressing Katie Bell up would be the opposite uh-huh. of like super... Feminine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's put on our best Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Like, whatever. Cause, you know, but it's not my picture. Right. So that's what I said. I said... No, Katie Bell's in charge of getting herself ready for picture day. It is her picture. I, you know, like my mother before me, support her in doing whatever she wants to do. So that, and she was like, oh, that's so nice. And I'm like, yes, I'm the best. (laughs) Um, But I just, there's, you then, I was telling Teresa, I said, but this is not how all parents feel in terms of what they send their kids to school looking like for picture day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we've talked in the show that like I... I walk Katie Bell and I'm usually hanging out because I volunteer in the classroom. So I see the kids all the time. And I know Jesse takes the kids normally to school uh, in your house. And I said, well, I got kids in her classroom in like full church suits mm-hmm. or church dresses. I've got beautiful styled hair. One of my favorite kids. Oh, my God. This kid so much. She was in this dress and these like little pumps, and she looked. I swear to God, like night. She like like what was that nineteen eighties? There was like a nineteen eighties, early nineties like business working woman or what was that oh. working girl? Whatever that movie was, she looked like she was about to go like run a Vogue board meeting. Oh my god! In the eighties, that's amazing. In the stress, she it was so cute. I loved it, but I couldn't say right. are we late for our appointment with yeah. my pager? Right. Um, yeah. She looked so cute. <laughs> And like other girls that like normally are like in full, you know, jean and sports paraphernalia with the like 
full, like, clearly slept in the pink foam rollers oh, all night yeah, with the yeah. hairspray yeah. and the dress. And they're so sweet. They come up, and I'm yeah. like, oh, you look so lovely today. Yeah. Like, Don't you look nice? You'll be such a nice picture. Um, and so there's clearly, for a lot of families, this, I think, is like a picture that they are really using for maybe Christmas cards or they pass it out. Mm. There is an importance to these pictures. It's um, also festive. Yeah, there's I also... think with the way kids, like, get excited for, like, Halloween yeah. or Christmas or, like, there's... It's picture it's, day. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a thing to do, you know? Yeah. Like, I could see being like, let's do curlers tonight because tomorrow's picture day right. just because it's almost like an activity, you well, know? Yeah, like, but I wonder, like, how much, like, some kids are, like, very anti it and their parents are like, oh, no. We're doing this. Oh, yeah. But there's, like, Katie Bell was doing the class picture where they all get together on, like, the platforms uh-huh. yep. and they like, paste pictures. And she's yep. crossing her eyes for each and every one they've taken because she really wants that to happen. Mm. And the kid next to her says, uh, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Your mama is going to be so mad. Mm-hmm. And Katie Bell says, no. No, not my mom. No. My mom's not going to be mad. <laughs> She's probably going to think this is very funny. Yeah. And she was right. And I did think, oh, how hard <laughs> is that? The, like, you know, if you come home and like you're like a parent might get mad yeah. at you for screwing up picture day. Sure. That's a thing. Yeah. I know. Or a parent might be mad at your kid for screwing, for screwing up, up the, the class oh, picture. absolutely <laughs> a definite chance my kid is going to be that kid forever ruining your class pictures. All right. What do you do with pictures? You order pictures. That's yeah. the thing. You either got to order them online now or you get the slip yeah. and you write the check and you put yeah. it in. I will say we are team smallest packet because we want the class picture. And I do want Katie Bell to have the pleasure of going back each year when she's in her 20s and 30s and 40s mm-hmm. and laughing at what she looked like. Right? Yeah. We all deserve to go back oh, yeah. and see what we looked like yes. when we were little. Absolutely. So I invest for her future that way. Uh-huh. But we do the smallest kit. Like I just whatever kit will give me one big yeah. one. Yeah. And then four sort of the medium sized one that I can cut up one, you know, one to each aunt mm. and one to each grandparent. Like mm-hmm. the, parent home. And I put those in an envelope, mm-hmm. <laughs> stamp on it, send those out. And then all those pictures go right into my, <laughs> right into Your the filing, filing cabinet. cabinet. I will say I have, I do have two frames and I rotate mm-hmm. a small class picture out mm-hmm. next to the fish tank. Cute. Uh, and that's about it. But it's not like the like big wall. for this year's Yeah, for this year's picture. picture. Yeah. But like, nice. my friends growing up, they all had like the wall, like going up the yeah. stairs or down the hallway. Yeah, had like every year. All the year oh, pictures, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I don't remember my parents having my pictures out either. We Mine may were all have in done a that a couple yeah. times. High school when, senior like, picture was out. Senior picture for sure. But I think also just a year that someone got around, around to, to it, doing it, it might have happened, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I think I have to point out, I like, I think it's really like difficult to have to pick out the package yeah. before you see the picture like there have been a couple years that we were not happy with them like to the point where I was like I don't really even feel like sending this to anyone yeah of course I love my child but I have lots of pictures of my child yeah. I don't need any of these like yeah so that's a little frustrating and I, I think most of the time they do an amazing job of getting kids to smile in yeah. like a really genuine way like a lot of times I see pictures like of my kids and other people's kids where I'm like dang like that yeah. is like a really good genuine yeah. 
style. Like whoever was doing this, like did an amazing job. So a lot of times it's totally worth it. And you kind of take the gamble. We also buy the smallest package and I never get the like eight by 10 Mm. um, because it's just too big. I just know that I'm never going to use that. It's just never going to come out. Um, But what I also am wondering about is uh, the, and I'm kind of like you, except for that I haven't, filed anything in my filing cabinets <laughs> in like over a year right, so it all in goes pile. in my inbox yeah. pile that is like overflowing and then you can um, see how long it, your and, inbox has been there and, by the years of your kids oh, yeah. last pictures oh totally it's like and, a tree totally and <laughs> I also buy them with it in mind that I'm going to send them out to family right. members and never do I think I've done that like once maybe <laughs> twice so basically they're yeah. just going to my desk right that's where they're going Good. and the <laughs> other thing I'm wondering about is like is this gonna change because like mm. We're so digitally focused now. And I think there was one year, one service you could get, like, whichever, a certain, like, higher-up package that you got would get you the digital copy. But, like, I didn't want that package because it was so many pictures. But I'm thinking, like, as time goes on, most people probably, given the option, only want the, the digital, digital because you can just make some prints if you want to or not. Well, you can also pay to have them touch up your pictures. True. They do. Have I mean, you ever our, done that? Our pack, no, no, of course not. not. God, no. I know. Um, because 90% of what my kids' pictures. I don't know what you would That's touch up, but it's, it's an option. It's not like they have, like, saying, blemishes. It's an option. Yeah. But maybe when you're older it is. Yeah. Maybe because it's all the same company, no matter True. what grade you yeah, are. Yeah, maybe for, like, teens. The teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, I mean, Katie Bell last year had run into a tree, like, two days before class picture day. So she has this, like, half blue black eye with, like, this big scrape down the but side. you and want I was, that. I was like, you want that. Boom, yes. picture day. Yes. Talk about not looking like she did this year last year. Right. But, okay, the thing I used to do, oh, we got to wrap up soon. Okay. The thing that I used to do with pictures that no one is doing right now, and we were doing that in elementary school, was we'd get the little wallets, yeah, the smaller wall than wallets. And give them to even your friends. Small, the two by whatever. Yeah, and you cut two. them up and you get them yeah. friends. And this isn't happening. You're right. And That's I kept thinking, yeah, they you know, happen. all the things that I stick my nose in to Katie Bell's life, demanding yeah. that her life is just like mine. I yeah. finally this year, though, broke down and I said, well, maybe this maybe this year you guys will exchange your pictures. And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I don't know, Katie Bell. When I was growing <laughs> up, we used to cut, you know, cut, get a sheet of them, and you trade them. And this was how you got the picture of the boy that you had a crush on. And I remember mine was Marty Holt. I got Marty Holt's picture, like in second grade. Marty Holt did not like me." Probably still doesn't to this day. But I have Marty Holt's picture, and I would like, it was just all the boys that I thought was cute. I'd be like, oh, I have his little picture and carry it around. And like, that was like, we still like have a pile somewhere of like, oh, here are these yeah. kids who I don't fucking know who totally. any of them are anymore. But they would write their, you'd write, write your, your name, name on the back. Yeah, yeah. like a heart, the day, whatever. Yeah. And you exchanged yes, pictures. Totally did that. I yes. demand this to happen. I demand But then we it. have to buy more. No, my kid automatically comes with that stupid oh, set. Right. I just, you know, she just has to figure out the 12 people that she right, likes right, right. or the eight people that she likes the right, most. Right, right, right. But, like, I demand it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go to school and start spreading that around yeah. to the you kids. You should pre-cut for I'm her like, and hey, pre-write her yeah, name yes. and just, oh, like, give her a little the, envelope. Yeah. Katie Bell booth. Yeah. Come pass out your pictures. Yeah, I don't but I could feel like, what is the, no one's doing it. I want my children to do that with their pictures. Because I want more shit in my house piled mm-hmm. up that no one cares. But that's what should be going on her bulletin board. Right. Right? Yeah. I don't know. But something you said, this is what I want to wrap up on with the touch-ups. We were talking about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is no matter how hard we try, there's a really good chance sometimes the picture just comes out looking like shit. Mm-hmm. And 
and sometimes that's just like your fate. And I have yeah. a friend, like Katie Bell, <laughs> two out of the four years uh-huh. of like school, school, like elementary yeah. school, they've come out like two good, two that just look like, wow. What's happening? This was the best one yeah. that you had to choose yeah. from to send yeah. us. But yeah. I have a friend every year, guys. Her kid's picture, <laughs> he looks like the worst. Where like where you forget. Like, I forget as the friend that this happens every yeah. year. And then she's like, I can't believe this is the picture. I'm like, it can't be that bad. And they hand and it to you, you. And then you laugh out loud because it is, in fact, that bad. And there's no spinning it. Right. There's no spinning yeah. it. Yeah. He's uh, he's obviously perfect in real yeah. life. No, this, it, is, we're, this is not kid. about the actual kid. We're kid. talking about the he picture. He wasn't having a bad day. Yeah. They have just caught him yeah. like in the most, like, we're like, awkward. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. And then I think, now you have this giant pile of pictures. Right. Then you have, the, yeah. And, and then you, you feel weird. Throw you, them away. You can't. Yeah, you can. You can. I and I that. have. Oh, good for you. Because I don't, what am I yeah. going to, I have so many pictures of yeah. my kids. I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I know. But, I, but I did, but I, I will, but I will cop to that it was hard to yeah. do. Like, I had to really talk myself into yeah. it. I feel like, there's no reason to that I these. need to keep these. I know. I know. Ah, uh, here is to the fr- maybe. Maybe that's how we should be looking at picture day every yeah. year. A chance to teach ourselves a lesson <laughs> in throwing away <laughs> things that do not make us happy <laughs> in eight by ten form. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Harry's. Guess what, guys? They may have been lying to us about how expensive a razor should be, especially for the ladies. I have a Harry's razor, and it magically removes all the hair on my body, just as a pink one would. I love it. So claim your free trial offer from Harry's today. It's a $13 value for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Your free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision-engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. To get your free trial set, go to harrys.com slash badmother right now. That's harrys.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So I'm almost eight months postpartum, and some of the clothes that I have been able to fit into since my pregnancy are starting to get a little looser and like the jeans I'm wearing today I have to like roll the (laughs) roll the waist down in order to like keep them up and it dawned on me a couple days ago that I could try out some of my pre-pregnancy clothes Mm -hmm. and I put on um my my jeans like my biggest pair of Mm pre-pregnancy jeans um 
and they they fit like just barely, but they but they fit. And the genius is not that. The genius is that I realized I have not said an ill word to myself. Good job. This whole time. Yeah. Like I just the last thing that happened that where I was like teetering was like when I was pregnant, I think I was maybe like in my sec- late second trimester and I went to the doctor and I'd like gained more weight than I had in the previous pregnancy right. at that time or something. And I texted Jesse like, oh, this, you know, last time I was at this weight when uh, when Oscar was right. you know this far along or whatever. And he just wrote me back like this is not something for you to be concerned about. Like he said something like, be worried if you are dangerously over or underweight. This is not a thing for you to give a second thought to. And I was like, oh my God, he's right. And also, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And, And ever since then, I haven't, like I've, I've put effort into it, but also I got really good at it. Like I got really good at just being like good to myself. And like, I'm, this is not, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, there's just to like allow your body to be what your body to is. To be in the what it's doing. Yeah. And like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's oh, doing amazing job. things. And like, yeah, it was a really good feeling. Good yeah. job. Thank you. I, so uh, Stefan's traveling. Our anniversary also took place during this trip. Ugh. And in my efforts to be like, well, he doesn't like traveling either. And I really need us to like, to not, to stay good, especially mm-hmm. given yeah. our anniversary. I had been very clear this trip, like what I would like from him in general as support. I had said, mm-hmm. you know what, with this trip, it was really nice when you sent flowers on the last trip. I'd like that again if that's possible. I'd also like you to send me Zingerman's, okay, which is like a delivery, food delivery thing of yum, yummy nashi food. Oh, yeah. You sent me that yeah. after yeah, I had the after baby. after that yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always it was like so bread good. and cheese yeah. or whatever. It's like yeah. really, and I was like, these are two things, if it's possible, will make me feel like you're supporting me from yeah. far away because I'm the queen of, like, I need yeah. to express. Yeah. But I also it's was really like, smart. that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be supporting him. So mm-hmm. I he had so many, like, random bits of travel. He had to be in Germany and then London, and now he's in Dubai, and the longest stretch was going to be in Dubai this week. So I waited until he was going to be in Dubai, and I reached out to the hotel that has one of his favorite restaurant bars in it, Trader Vic's, and I reached out to them, and I said, I'd like to leave a note for my husband about our anniversary. He's traveling over it and I'd like to get him a drink at Trader Vic's. Can you have that, you know, waiting for him? And they gave him two vouchers for drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, uh, without me asking, they also sent him a small chocolate cake that said happy Aww. anniversary and the note. And so when he got there, so tired from all his travel, there it was waiting for him. That's and it was, so like, really sweet. nice. And I just felt like actually being really nice to him has made me feel Made you feel made better. Made me feel good, guys. Oh, so good. Isn't the lessons we learn so as young good. children valuable <laughs> still today? I didn't know where that song was going to go. I loved it. <laughs> Hi, Biz and Teresa. My name is Jenna. I'm calling with a genius. My husband is a youth minister, and one of the ways he supports uh, families in our church is by attending uh, sport events that the uh, kids are involved in. And there's a girl in our youth group who has uh, two softball games tonight. And instead of just being absent from our home uh, all evening so he could go attend these games, he took our 18-month-old daughter to the first one and fed her dinner there from the hot dog stand. And then he came home and dropped her off after I had fed our three-year-old uh, and is taking her to the second softball game right now. 
So I've had my daughters in shifts tonight, and my husband has had my daughters in shifts, our daughters in shifts tonight, and it hasn't been overwhelming, and he's been able to support the community and get our kids out uh, in the fresh air, and I'm just really proud of him, and I wanted to compliment my partner. Thanks. This is this is really genius yeah. for a couple of reasons. One, acknowledging that both kids can go out at any point in time with either partner. Yes. Right? Like, it doesn't mean, because if somebody, if one of you is going to an event that it is okay to take a kid to, why not take one of the kids to it? Yeah. Right? Like, and, and not being like, take them both. It's like splitting it up. Yeah. And I also think somewhere in here is this idea that we have to do all. Like, well, no, I'll just take Mm-hmm. All the kids, you go do the thing, or you have to take all the kids, or we both have to be together mm-hmm. if we have a child yeah. out anywhere at any point in time. And I, especially that latter part, I think really becomes a bad habit for us or yeah. a, a guilt thing for us where it's like, well, I have to be at every event my kid does, or I have to be at every event that you don't. Mm, yeah. You don't. Yeah. And uh, I really loved the splitting the kids up and yep. ha- both having time with them. I just thought this was really, this worked really well in your it's house. It's really good. Good yeah. job. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, everybody's totally fine. Everybody's <laughs> not injured in the least. But the other night, uh, when Jesse was still gone, I uh, somehow allowed my baby to roll off my bed. Mm. Luckily, my bed is like pretty low. Yeah. Um, but it was really. I mean, it was like a wake up call because now he's like rolling enough that I need to be more careful. And it's never even come close to happening. But it was this night where like I didn't even hear him fall off. What I woke up to was a crying baby somewhere in my room. And I was like, there's a crying baby. Where is that coming from? And he's like over by the window, like on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) kept going. Yeah. And it was so disorienting because I was like, I didn't even like normally when he's in bed, I like physically know yeah. where, where he is. is like I'm just uh, even when I'm asleep I'm there yeah, I know, you know? I, know. Yeah. I was somewhere else and he was fine but it was really upsetting I felt yeah. so bad and I had to like assess him in the middle yeah. of the night like are you actually okay yeah and it was dark and I'm like trying to do that and then go back to yeah it was I'm so sorry yeah, oh well thanks it, I definitely yeah, you suck, suck a lot oh yeah don't yeah. worry <laughs> Feel the worst, yeah. Teresa. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're in line at Disneyland to go through the gates. And I give both kids their cards. They're like little cards because they like to hold their cards. And they can't lose it between the time we're standing there and mm. like the three people ahead of us to get to the gate in which I take the card back. Here's your card. Katie Bell, here's your card, Ellis. And then I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm just like kind of looking around. I'm talking to the kids, but I'm looking up. Mm-hmm. And as I look down, I see that Ellis has taken his card and stuck it <gasps> right. I cannot describe this any more delicately than the ass crack of the woman in front of us. Oh, she's in oh, like pants. Oh she's God. in pants. So the seam, the seam that runs like an ATM, like a gas station thing. He has stuck it. Now it has not. I just like I looked down. And I was like this. Oh, Ellis. Oh, Ellis, stop that! And like I pull his hand away, and the woman. I was like. Oh my god, like the, the family behind us oh has already god. kind of started like they're not sure if they should be laughing yeah. or if they're totally disgusted with us. Right. And the woman in front was so nice. I was like, I am I have to I am so sorry. <laughs> I have to say, I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to say. 
because I can't imagine this happening. Yeah. Like this scenario <laughs> is not one that I, I've ever. And she says, I, too, wasn't sure what was happening. And I was like, well, I, like, I'm so sorry. And then I'm like, oh Ellis, you know, we don't touch yeah. other people's bodies. And like, we, whatever, yeah. whatever what I do you even say, say to that? that point We time. don't insert I just a like, card into someone. I could not. And I just like watched a friend of mine, like, you know, kind of going off, like having like a rant about like a kid who came up and touched him mm-hmm. and him being like, uh-huh. teach your children body control. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. but I, I do. Yes. I do oh, yes. my kids. All the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> It felt, it felt bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. It's amazing. I feel so bad. Hi, I don't know if this is a rant or a fail, but it's Saturday. My list, my almost four-year-old had dress rehearsals for her first dance recital that's tonight. So trying to get tickets for all the grandparents and stuff was a big enough deal. I didn't remember, or I didn't know that she had a second dance costume, so I had to pick that up late Thursday night, because I'm a real good mom and know what's happening. I sent the two-year-old to a babysitter's, picked her up, got the girl's lunch, going home to get ready for to go back to the theater for the dance recital, and my two-year-old just peed in the car seat. So now I have to go clean the car out, and I'm just... I don't, I'm just done. I don't want to go to the dance recital anymore. I'm tired. I don't know. That's it. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. I'm going to qualify, qualify this as a fail mm-hmm. because you tried to do something today. Mm-hmm. You tried to support your child mm-hmm. who was involved in a dance program mm-hmm. and you made lots of efforts to make that work, including the two-year-old with the babysitter. Uh, you then, I don't know, put your two-year-old in your car. What were you thinking? And he peed all over. The the two-year-old peed all over the seat. Mm -hmm. There you go. Just the fact that you thought anything normal would happen on a day in which there was a specific thing that had to happen Mm -hmm. is a failure in itself. I have to say, it made me laugh out loud on the couch listening to these calls and listening to this woman say, I don't want to go to this dance recital anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't either. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you in the slightest. <laughs> if somebody wakes that baby up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a horrible job. Yep. Being a great mom. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right. Dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah. So. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat Rocks. Every week on Inside Pop, we take turns recommending something great from the world of pop culture to each other. And in the month of October, we're going big, very big, with the Big Cell 30. Every day for 30 days, we're going to suggest some type of pop culture to check out. 
Things that may not be on your radar, but will be well worth trying. From TV to music to movies and more, the Big Cell 30 is as irresistible as a Jedi mind trick. As convincing as an Annalise Keating closing argument. And as seductive as Miguel singing a ballad shirtless and slightly sweaty. Follow us on Twitter at Pop Insiders for daily big sales and listen to Inside Pop every week for big sales from some special guests. The Big Sell 30 starts October 1st and runs every day of the month on Inside Pop. Teresa. Yeah. Let's call someone today. Yay. Okay. <laughs> this week, we are talking to Maura Aaron's Mealy who is a hermit entrepreneur and author of the new book, Hiding in the Bathroom, An Introvert's Roadmap to Getting Out There When You'd Rather Stay Home. She writes about the challenges she and other introverts face in our hypercharged, socially networked world and how debilitating it can be. Uh, she also runs the Forbes podcast, Hiding in the Bathroom. Uh, we are so excited to have her here today to talk to us about this. Welcome, Mora. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy to have you here. Uh, before we get into uh, hiding in the bathroom, which is something we have talked about often on the show for a variety of reasons, <laughs> let's start with who lives in your house. So I have a wonderful husband named Nico, who is my adopted extrovert, and we can talk about that later. Good, 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 good. And, and I have three kids. I have Asa, and he is going to be nine. He's in third grade. Tom, who's almost seven. He's six. And then JJ, Josephine, and she is two. And then I have two cats <laughs> and I got rid of the dog. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? It's a long story. Okay. All right. We will leave it with long story. We will leave it with long story. Well, let's start off with talking a little bit about what it means to be an introvert and what you mean by hiding in the bathroom. We, especially around the holidays, have been talking about hiding in the bathroom, especially when one is out with their new children and everyone is talking and we no longer want to talk and we're so tired and we're drained. <laughs> and how much wine can we pre-hide in the bathroom and pre-stash our cell phone? And, oh, my stomach hurts so bad, I have to excuse myself. And then we run <laughs> and close the door. I, it, talk to us a little bit about hiding in the bathroom for you and, and what it means to be an introvert in case we're not all clear on what that means. Sure. Well, I think hiding in the bathroom is a very useful skill for navigating too. life um, because all it really means is knowing when you need to take a break, you know, <laughs> and we literally I, hide I, in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes. Knowing when to take a break. Yes, that is exactly yes. right. That's right. I mean, to be honest, I, you know, like you ladies, I, I mean, I, I work a lot. I, I do my podcast, I do all my writing stuff and I have three kids, you know, and so most day, and I'm an extreme introvert. I, I'm a hermit. I, I would prefer like a perfect day for me is a day where I work in my home office and the only external human interaction I have besides my family is, is phone calls, right? With my team or with clients. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy being alone. I do my best work being alone. So when I am sort of thrust into public life, whether that's traveling to see clients. I mean, I own a business, so I have to go see clients or, you know, now I'm doing book stuff or even frankly going to events at school. Mm -hmm. I find it very overwhelming. And to get through the evening or the day, I've, 
I got to build in bathroom breaks and not just the bio kind, you know, Um, just to breathe. And in terms of being an introvert, you know, it's so interesting because there's no blood test you can take, right, to say (laughs) I am an introvert, I'm not an introvert. So everyone has a different definition. I have a very handy handy guide in my book. But I, I think to me the tell that you are an introvert is really that not only do you enjoy being alone, but that you feel most productive, focused, you can really get into almost that slow state at work if you have quiet time. If after a day full of meeting with your team or collaborating or whatever, you do feel drained, you feel almost spacey, you know, like you feel physically tired. If you seek out those quiet spaces in the midst of a busy day, if if fluorescent lights or things like that or loud noises really overstimulate you, and this is something that we get so used to, we don't even tune into it in our daily life, right? But start thinking about that. Like when you walk into a hotel and there's music blaring mm-hmm. in, the li- in the lobby and the lights are so bright, how does that make you feel? You might be an introvert if you're like, oh God, I, I need a dark, quiet place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, but I, so how does, if you are an introvert to whichever degree it might be for you, how then do you deal with this? I mean, let's start with just, let's start with professionally. Okay. Because we can't all, you know, I mean, this is true of like, whether an introvert, whether you're a parent dealing with childcare. I mean, there's like a million things in which it would be great if we could pick exactly how we do our job. (laughs) That is wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be very Star Trek for us? That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> but like, it, it's not. So, so I guess, how did making the shift from like hiding in the bathroom for you go to helping you sort of interact with large groups of people? How do we, how is it, how do we get past that so that we can actually work? Well, you know, I will say that for me, hiding in the bathroom is like an essential tool for my day. I may go and give a speech. I may go and present to, you know, a bunch of colleagues. I may go to a networking event. I'm still hiding in the bathroom because I have learned that I need to build in that infrastructure. Otherwise, I'm going to freak out, get sick. I mean, I quit nine jobs before I was 30 because they were big, high-pressure environments where you're always on, you're dealing with a lot of office, not, not just office politics, but office socializing, happy hours, you know, really trying to climb, quote, the ladder, you know, we default to this image of extroverted success when we are ambitious in the workplace. It is the American way, right? Like when we think of success, we think of a, frankly, man in front of the room talking, right? This charismatic figure. And so (laughs) it's, it's only natural that those of us who are ambitious at work and are trying to live out our mission or make something of ourselves, we feel like we have to assume those those characteristics, right? We feel like we have to be super social. We got to be going to the happy hours. We got to take clients out to dinner. We have to give the best sales pitch. We have to talk the right. most in the meeting. It's, it's like in the air we breathe. And so I think it's really important for introverts to, to sort of tune in and understand that if they're feeling stressed at work, if they don't want to go in on Monday morning, if they sit there all day and feel sad, if their shoulders and their neck and their wrist hurts, 
it may not be because they hate their job and they have to go live on an ashram. It may be because the environment that they work in is overtaxing them. It's not right for them, and they might have to make some small adjustments, which does not mean quitting your job. Well, okay, so how do we then, how do you, let's get specific, how do you gracefully explain, you know, to people what it is that you need as an introvert to people who may not understand? I mean, the good news is, is that it's much more common, right? This is right. part of our parlance, and and I think workplaces are getting really smart. I mean, there are some very evolved workplaces, I talk about this in my book, where they even talk about people who have anxiety yeah. disorders in the workplace. I mean, things are changing, and that's good, and we understand, and the data show that different work styles actually make for better teams. So I think in a lot of places, it's perfectly fine to say, you know, I'm an introvert. Here's how I work best. If you don't work in one of those environments, and that's probably, frankly, still most of us, I think you've got to figure out some tools, right? I call it getting better control over the pace, place, and space at which mm-hmm. you work. So there's everything from trying to, you know, maybe alter your physical space by seeing if you can negotiate some time, if you can, to work from home, to get some quiet time during the day. You know, offices more and more, even if you work in open plan, are building in spaces, small rooms, quieter places, you know, mixing up your environment, trying to schedule blocks of time that you don't maybe have meetings or that you can do that thinking work if you find it makes you recharge. So there are things you can do to sort of make your environment better. If meetings are hard for you and presentations, there are strategies. You know, one of my favorites, and it sounds so basic, but it's so effective. You know, some introverts, we don't like to make big statements in meetings or we're not. You know, we like to think more and prepare before we talk. It's perfectly okay to say, I need a minute. That's not, you know, that's not like a... (gasps) People might actually respect you. But one of the strategies that I do is I sort of sum up what I hear. So Jim brought up the interesting point that X, Y, Z, and I try to make it sound really strategic. And then I say, I'm going to go away and think about this, and I'm going to send a follow-up. People, A, love to feel acknowledged, like they've been heard. (laughs) So all of a sudden, you sound really smart. And it gives you a way to add your piece maybe in a culture that feels like talking means you're motivated and then go away and think and maybe write a killer email to follow up. You can also seek mentors and sponsors who will work with you. Maybe it doesn't even have to be your boss, someone who is senior to you in the office, who is sort of like your introvert wingman, right? I call it adopting an extrovert who can tee you up in a meeting, who can go with you to that happy hour You know, there are lots of hacks that I talk about in the book, but it's hard. I mean, when the norm is mega extroversion, unless you work in a a lab or, you know, some other extremely uh, quiet environment, it is hard. Let's now shift this to the the, the private area of our lives, parenting. Mm -hmm. You were talking about uh, that your husband is an extrovert, and then I... I'm not sure about your kids, but what I've discovered about my children is, man, they're different, not only from themselves, (laughs) but from me. And I I wonder, what are, how how does that affect you as an introvert when you may be surrounded by people who aren't? And, And there's no question that parenting is very demanding almost 24 hours. Well, yeah, 24 hours a day. Even when you're asleep, somebody might poke you awake. Uh, right. Who sleeps through the night? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't find that being with my children 
affects me, ex- affects my introversion. I, I can actually be very happy with them. First of all, they do a lot of the talking for me, <laughs> but they don't drain me the way that being with, with grownups, frankly, does. Huh. So I'm, I'd be interested to hear from your listeners. You know, I have heard of parents who find their, like, their kids, you know, also draining. I, that said, though, my husband and my eldest son are extremely, they get their energy, they're outward seeking in terms of their energy. So my husband's idea of a really great time is cramming as many people as possible around our dinner table <laughs> at the spur of the moment. <laughs> Literally, oh, wait, there's 14 people coming for a barbecue tomorrow? Oh, what? That's Wow. Like, shoot me now. Okay, so... So I have like learned, I'm very adaptive. Some people would say I'm very generous, but um, <laughs> I've, I've really learned how to set boundaries with him. And it's and we've had many fights about it, honestly, because he will say things like, how come you never want to have anyone over? Right. How come you never want to go anywhere? How come you never want to talk to someone? He can't understand, for example, when he's like FaceTiming relatives on a Sunday afternoon, that I feel it's actually an invasion of my privacy to get on the FaceTime. <laughs> Because I just I just don't roll that way. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna gear myself up to talk to someone, I need to prepare myself. So the, it plays out in those little ways. And my my oldest son also he's very talkative, never really stops talking, and so I have to manage him. But I feel like that's my job also as his mom, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't live in a world where you never stop talking and you always li- you never listen, you know. And and his brother actually is much more quiet. Is, is much more reflective, is probably introverted. And so I have to facilitate the give and take for airtime between the two of them, just like you might have to if you have a coworker who never stops talking right. and takes up all the air in the room. Like, these things have so many parallels. Well, well, right. So uh, I guess another parallel would sort of be there, there are a lot of external demands with kids. And, and how do you... How do you find yourself able to support their interest and, you know, sort of show up for them when you don't want to show up? <laughs> oh, work? my God. I have not. So I am so bad at this. I, <laughs> one of my favorite podcast interviews ever was with KJ Delantonia, who's, you know, a parenting writer, and she writes for the New York Times. And she wrote a really funny article about how she sort of gave herself a year to indulge her mega introversion. And she mm. has four kids. She would sit outside their sporting events in the car and read a book. <laughs> I and, love it. And then she was, so, right? And then she was sort of like, her kids would sort of say, you know, mom, so-and-so's mom was like, why did your mom never want to talk to us? <laughs> like, she realized that she took it a little too far. Mm. And so what my goal is, and I'm also, this is a terrible thing to say, but I am also often the mom who, when I show up for a school event, the other parent is like, oh, how nice of you to join us finally. Like, <laughs> I have... We've been so waiting many- for years, Maura. <laughs> right. Like, how come, you know room mom, potluck mom, volunteer mom, like you're the MIA mom. Like I I am that mom sometimes and that's painful, but that's a whole other show. Um, so, so, so what I think is that you have to, for your kids and for your community, because let's face it, community building requires conversation and connection is you got to force yourself sometimes. And what, what I've been trying to do is, to decide per kid one way I can show up mm. for them in school and do it 
the best I can and make small talk and introduce myself to the other parents because none of them know me and like not feel guilty and that's enough. And so every year, every semester, one way to show up per kid. And that actually adds up, of course, when you have more than one kid in school. But it's tough because you want to be there as a good parent, a role model for your kids, a good community member. But if you're like me and walking into a room full of strangers, even if their fellow parents feels really threatening, you know, you also have to build in some self-care. I think that's okay. I think it's also really cool to, to think about what what only you can give. So my example is, mm. like, I am not the social committee mom. I'm not the breakfast organizing right. mom. But I know a lot about email fundraising. Right. So for my daughter's preschool, they needed to do a fundraising campaign. I was like, I got this, right? Like, this, right. I can do this from my pajamas by myself. This is the contribution that I can make to the community. And... And it's good for me and it's good for you. So, I mean, I think that that's the other thing is you have to understand who you are and also try to let your kids accept that too and and give to the community in your, your own way. No, I agree. I think that's that's really smart. I mean, I really like that whole idea of what is it identifying the thing that you can do. Because, right. again, I think there's a pressure both in the school system, both in office work, but everywhere of like, it's got to be the way to participate is to be seen when Mm -hmm. I am like literally in the process right now of running our school carnival and thinking if I only had people who would do, there's got to be somebody who wants to sit at home on a computer and update school websites. Why don't we have that volunteer? Where is that volunteer? (laughs) I wish I went to your school. I'm like, this. where are you? I need you. Um, So I, you know, Maura, thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing this insight guys. The book really provides helpful tools in, in dealing with, with all of the sort of social and, and professional demands that are, that are on all of us. Um, if, especially if you are, when you are an introvert and need those tools to help you, because, you know, like you say, you have to be out there. So, well, and can, can I just say yeah, one last thing to, to wrap? Because one of the things I also think goes along with this is the FOMO, right? That we all feel when we check the Instagram or the Facebook page for the school carnival, and everyone for those looks of like us they're that having are having an amazing old fear of FOMO missing out. means fear of, fear of missing out. out. Thank yeah. you. Fear I'm old out. and out of touch, guys. <laughs> Hardly, but, 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 right. So, so everyone's like having an amazing time at the carnival and you didn't go and you feel bad. And there's of course a million work parallels. And, and that's, that is really tough when you're really trying to carve out your space. Right. And that's another thing I really take on in the book is, is how to sort of dismiss a lot of the FOMO and then tune into some of the FOMO that might be helpful. But I just wanted to say to all the parents out there who are watching Instagram feeds and Mm. feeling bad about themselves as parents, just like, we all feel it, but we also have to try to let it go. Well, right, because then what we've discovered on the show is 90% of what we see on Instagram or Facebook is just the one moment where it all worked and everything else is totally. a shit show. <laughs> but, like, no one, no one wants to be brave enough to post their shit show every single day. <laughs> well, I, 
today, but we clearly are. But you know what I mean? Like you're too busy dealing too with busy the shit dealing, to right. take a picture. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I I post my shit show videos on my Facebook page. If anybody wants to check them out, they are extra special shit shows. <laughs> that should be the new parenting website out there. <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. Um, all right, everybody. You we will link everybody up to uh, Mora's book, Hiding in the Bathroom, an Introvert's Roadmap to Getting Out There When You Would Rather Stay at Home. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, ladies. Bye. 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 Thanks, ladies. Bye. The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Laurie Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Chipka, Ed Week, Zach Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, and many more. Listen at MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. I want to believe. Trust no one. The truth is out. Wait, why are we whispering this? I, I don't know. Well, the truth is out there. Ono, Ross, and Carrie is now weekly. Every week, we're bringing you new investigations into fringe religious groups, the paranormal, and claims of the extraordinary. And guess what? We're doing a deep dive into the world of UFOs and extraterrestrials all summer long. We're going to tell you all about UFOs that are actually plastic bags, interstellar trading charts with Freudian bent, and the truth about owls. The truth about owls? That's Ono, Ross, and Carrie with new episodes every week at MaximumFun.org. We show up so you don't have to. This program is not made on behalf of or with the approval of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, mostly because we never asked. We really should get around to that. I loved her and yeah. I loved this because no matter what type you are, whether yeah. you're extroverted, whether you're introverted, there's a re- You can be a little of both. You can by be the way. a little of both. Yeah, I yeah, yeah ex- absolutely. And <laughs> nothing like kids to bring that out. Yeah. <laughs> but I really think there was something smart about the the FOMO, mm-hmm. right? The the feeling like you've missed out on something. There's real truth to needing to recharge. And I think there's a real truth to like setting boundaries and being clear about that. I, I, I just, and for everybody to remember that the person not showing up or the person sitting in their car or the person that you'd like to lump all your guilt on mm-hmm. yep. and turn them into something that they may not be is is accurate. They are not whatever we probably think they are. They're not the bad parent. They're not the parent who doesn't want to watch the sport. Maybe they just need a fucking totally. break. Or and they, it's not personal. And it's too. Not like it may be they don't it's not that they don't like you. Right. Yeah. Well right. Yeah. And so I think again this just goes so much into our larger attempt as people to be empathetic mm-hmm. with those around us. Totally. Uh, and anyway, uh, we'll link again everybody up to the book. Hiding in the bathroom. That's not hard for us to remember, given how much we love hiding in the bathroom. Uh, speaking of remembering, let us never forget a mom having a breakdown. 
Hi, One Bad Mother. Uh, this might be the weirdest call you've ever gotten because it is not a genius or a fail or a rant. And I actually don't even have any kids. Um, I'm a registered behavior <laughs> technician. I'm a paraprofessional. I work in home um, doing therapy with small children who have an autism diagnosis. And I just wanted to call in and say that everybody is just doing an amazing job. Being a parent, uh, being a mother and a father, sometimes single, even in a partnership, it can be a really thankless job. And I see some of the worst, and I see kids when at their worst and kids when at their best. I see parents at their worst and parents at their best. And I just want to say you guys are all fucking killing it. I just came back from a really awesome case, and... um I just want to let everyone know, if you have a kid and they are alive and smile twice a day, you are doing just a fucking great job. So everybody keep up the good work and know that, um, you know, little old me who doesn't have any kids sees how hard it is. I see how hard you guys are working. I see it. Um, and you're doing great. You guys are all doing so great. And I love the show because after a full day of kids, man, I mean, I don't fully get it, but I get a little glimpse of it. And um, and I love the show. And I love you guys. And I think that non-parents need to tell parents how good they're doing sometimes. So everyone's doing great. Keep up the good work. And I love all of you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That I, was nice. I really hope everybody needed to hear that because I did. I did too. And it's, I we really appreciate you calling and sharing that. What a amazing uh, and difficult job you have in terms of the work you're you're doing every day. And I'm sure you see, like you said, the good and the bad days for kids and for parents. And that's also a lot to take in every day. And it is incredibly generous of you to be, I don't know, empathetic with our good and bad days as parents and as kids, which I do think is important to remember. You know what I mean? Like, just as it sucks to have the expectation that we're all supposed to be doing great every day, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't have the expectation that our kids are supposed to be doing great every day. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, we all, surprisingly, they have a lot going on, too, that we, we may not be keenly aware of or we may not realize how the things in their lives are triggering their emotions or what they're going through and yeah i just wanted to share her call because it it was very nice and you are doing a really great job helping parents yeah (laughs) and kids and you're also doing a really good job of just, I don't know, sharing that. So thank you very, very much. And all Teresa and I have to do right now is reiterate it. Yeah. You know, so everybody, you're doing a good job. And let's just keep that up, reminding each other about that. Yeah, good job, guys. Yeah, really good job, guys. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned that picture day is a thing. <laughs> that is either very important mm-hmm. or is not. Both are great. 
And it may not be you who it is important to. Mm -hmm. And accepting that, I will struggle with the fact that Katie Bell wants to get all done up for picture day. I'm like, fuck this. I really just want to be like done with it. Mm -hmm. And I have to really step back and be like, not my picture day, your picture day. If you want to look a certain way, I will help you achieve this look. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and that's a thing we have to do as parents. And and uh, it's also good to respect. It's just, it's a good exercise in respecting what's important to other people. Totally. Or to yourself. Yep. Let's get out there and respect the shit out of each other and commemorate it with an eight by 10 <laughs> glossy that says go school. We also learned, uh, again, that... Everybody's doing a good job given the circumstances that are their life at that moment, yeah. right? Like, we have got to stop making assumptions that are negative mm -hmm. about the people we engage with. And I, I'm all about making assumptions, but let's make those assumptions be like, I wonder if that person's sitting in their car reading a book because this is all just too fucking much. Yeah. I get that. That's fine. I'm going to assume that the people who aren't like at the school every single day like me are doing it because they fucking don't have time and they do other things that are really important and supportive of their kids in school. And I'm going to assume that I do it not because I have a crushing need to feel every moment of my life. <laughs> sure. Yep. Sure. Guys, let's assume the best. Mm -hmm. And let's say goodbye to assuming the worst. Because no one's got time for that. I'm like literally wiping my hands of it. Everybody, you're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, you are. You really are. We're entering October. Mm. It's time for spooks. It's time for exciting <laughs> pressure of Halloween perfection. Uh, and then we're just steps away. We're one scary boo away <laughs> from the holidays. So let's just start stealing ourselves for the good times. And remember, we're all doing a great job. Teresa, you are doing, let me let it wash over you. I'm going to wash you. I'm, I'm going to bathe in you I'm bathing. in the good job. You are doing a very good job. Thank you, Biz. You also deserve a treasure bath oh. of appreciation treasure and glory. Bath treasure bathe me. You are doing an amazing <laughs> job. Guys, we will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.